Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Uh, somebody on Twitch, Carolina Bear fan, knew exactly what I was talking about. We'll get to Shams here in a minute. He needed a minute or two. Um, uh, last night on Netflix, I saw this. I was going to go to a different show that I was, I've been uh, continuing to stream. And then it popped up on, uh, on, on shows for me. There's a We Are the World documentary on uh, Netflix. Do you remember the... Uh, oh, yeah. The song "We Are the World." That was a uh, what was the guy's name uh, that put it together? Lionel Richie, Quincy Jones. Was it Quincy? Oh, I was. I'm th- I'm sorry. I was thinking uh, the different the uh, the hunger was was. Never mind. Go ahead. So "We Are the World" was for um, hunger in Africa, right? You know, when the the famine in Africa, and it was I think 1985, and. Um, so I think you're thinking of feed the world, Something let them I know it it's yeah. Christmas time. That came first, and then We Are the World came out, and Lionel Richie is hosting one of the music award shows, and he gets all these people together in this same studio one night. Yeah, they had one night after the award show to produce this song together. Billy Joel. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Sting Michael J- Michael Jackson, Ooh, Sting was not there. Was not no, um, Huey Lewis, Cindy Lauper. Um, they wanted Prince. Prince wouldn't show up. Like there were so so like Kenny Rogers, oh. Dion Warwick, Dion Warwick, Warwick, Dion Warwick, Warwick. Yeah, uh, it, unbelievable. Uh, I'll tell you more about it later. Star. It's what my what to watch for for tomorrow. But my dad, we drove to Florida, put We Are the World on loop when we drove from Chicago. That's a long time to be singing the same song. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it's pretty incredible. My wife was born after the song came out, so she knew nothing about it. It's, it's on Netflix. Check it out. Uh, Shams Sharania does great work covering the NBA. He is the senior NBA insider for The Athletic and for Stadium, and he is the co-host of Run It Back on FanDuel TV. We attended the same junior high in Skokie, Old Orchard Junior High. He is way, way, way younger than me, though. Hmm. I am old. He is young. He is great at what he does. I'm middling. Um, He joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Shams, what's going on? Tom, Sylvie, great joining you guys. Sylvie, my North Shore brethren, my Old Orchard Junior High brethren. Uh, I think you were just with another North Shore guy, John Shire at Duke, right? I How was. was that experience? I was. It was, it was inc- incredible. I'm sure with all your connections. Have you been to a, uh, a game at Cameron Indoor? I, I, I haven't. I mean, I'll be honest. I spent so much time at NBA games. I have not been uh, to Cameron Indoor, but I, I mean, I've heard amazing things, obviously, about it. You got to put it on your bucket list. I mean, it is, it is just incredible, and um, we had a great time with the kids. Um, that's for another day. Let's uh, let's discuss the Bulls because what the hell is wrong with this team? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. No, that's good. That good place to start. Uh I mean, they're they're what fourteen and ten. I think in their last twenty four. I think all. I mean, a lot of them without Zach Levine in the lineup. Um, it, it's 
they're they're right now competing for a, a play-in spot. They're competing to try to make the play-in. Um, I believe I was in your guys' studios about a year ago this time, and I, I think I probably said the same thing, you know, as far as their goals to try to compete and be competitive. Th- their phone lines are open, though. The deadline is a, a week away exactly now. Uh, this time next week, we're going to know exactly what has shaken out across the league. The Bulls' phone, phone lines are open, uh, you know, on, on really their, their whole roster. Of course, anytime you're in this position, you, you have to be. They've been getting interest on Zach Levine. But that contract, three years, $140 million, coupled with the, the Bulls' own asking price, um, it, it, it just it, it's going to – right now, I would say a deal to me feels difficult. Um, also, you add in the fact that he remains out with, with an ankle injury. Not sure when he's going to be back in the lineup. It's obviously, you know, I reported a couple weeks ago he would miss at least one to two weeks. And I, I was very specific with the wording, at least, um, because it could, could be longer. And obviously that has stretched, um, you know, it could stretch even more into February. And the, the Bulls, as of right now, don't know exactly how long he'll be out. So to me, you look at the summer for a guy like Zach Levine when more teams could be in the mix. You'll have more teams with cap space. You'll have other teams that could not be interested right now in Zach Levine, but with the willingness of trying to compete and try to win a championship, the Bulls might have a better market in the summer. But right now their phone lines are open. They just, as of yet, have not gotten the type of package or the offer that they would want. Are they just accepting calls or are they also making them? I think for Zach Levine, there has been more proactivity. I mean, I reported, uh, I'm forgetting which month this is, November maybe, that they, I think it was November. I remember it was Champions Classic in Chicago, and that's when the Bulls initially started really having conversations with teams about Zach Levine, and his name came up because teams probed the Bulls, and both sides at that point had a willingness to try to find a new home. And so they, there's been more proactivity when it comes to Zach Levine as far as guys like DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, uh, those are obviously much more, I think, guys that they value in terms of DeMar DeRozan will be a free agent in the offseason. They've had extension talks with him. They have had an interest in keeping him. They just have not agreed to an extension. We'll see you know, how and if that shakes up. But listen, if a team between now and next Thursday seriously pursues DeMar DeRozan, I, I would expect them to, to listen um, but I think when you, when you talk about proactively making calls, I think Zach Levine, you know, clearly based on all the reporting, based on what's happened over the last few months and what I've reported and things like that, there's a little bit more initiative on that end. Sham Sharania joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. That, and that confuses me, Shams. Like, what is their, what is their goal here? So, um, like, they may extend DeMar... Um, maybe if a team is interested, they could be open to trading him. What do what what do what is the what are the Bulls trying to do as far as their competitiveness? Are they are they trying to make the postseason? Like, do they want to blow this thing up? What what are they trying to actually do? Clearly, I think over the last year and a half, two years, ever since Arturis Konechovic and, and, and this regime has come in, they, the goal has been to be competitive. And I think getting Lonzo Ball, you saw a stretch of that. And I think over the last two years, they playing without him, they've struggled to be consistent, a consistent winning basketball team. And so that's why you've seen these lows, these stretches of times where they'll play well over 10 games. You could win 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. But then you also have bad losses here and there. You could lose – 
four of eight, four, you know, four of six, whatever the case may be. So I think it's threading the needle of remaining competitive while also being open-minded. For a guy like Zach Levine, it's, it's obvious there's been more effort on, on their part to see if they can find a new home for him. And it's got to go both ways, right? There's got to be a team that puts forth a, a good enough offer for him. And also the Bulls asking price comes into play. And then you have Zach Levine's contract, $140 million after this season for the next three years that with, with a player option that also comes into play in these, in these talks as well. So I think the Zach Levine situation clearly is multifaceted. Um, and, and he, when, when he's been on the floor the last few years, he's been productive just this year. He has not been able to stay on the floor and they have found consistency um, over the last few weeks, I think without him. And, and now I think the goal was to get him back healthy. Uh, he just has not been back healthy, but listen, Kobe white, I think he's been playing like a stud and he's kept them afloat to the point where they're even in the play-in conversation and they're in the conversation for the playoffs. And so when you think about them, they're, you know, two and a half games out of the seventh seed, you know, four games out of the six. So I think that does at least give some level of confidence to them that they feel like they can remain competitive. Well, why do you believe it hasn't worked out between Zach and the Bulls since he signed the extension? I think – Probably a variety of things that probably trace back. I, I believe I had a, I did some reporting in the athletic last season, just about the on-court disconnect that that existed between um, Levine and Demar Derozan. Um, there's obviously been issues at different points with him. Um, I, I believe at one point a few years ago he was benched by Billy Donovan, um, and and just the offense that has. It's, it's obviously gone a bunch of different ways without Lonzo Ball in the lineup, and they've put a lot of the onus on DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine to figure out how to play and how to win together, and they just have not consistently been able to do it together, and I'm sure there's a lot of frustration that comes from that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, some of those quiet conversations started in the offseason around Zach Levine, and I think obviously this year have just been – been taken to a whole nother level. Sean, from your perspective, is there just a lower bar for expectations for this this Bulls management group and ownership group versus other NBA teams? And if you would feel that way, do you believe that some of the complacency is because they draw more people every season than anybody, any other team in the league? I mean, the attendance obviously, I'm sure, helps. Uh, I, I think I think for, for the Bulls, it's been trying to figure out how to compete without like the Lonzo ball injury clearly set this group back and they just have not until Kobe white has, has emerged this year. They did not find a, a backcourt partner for Zach Levine over the last two years since Lonzo ball has been out. And I think that has been a major detriment to this organization. And, and I think being proactive in the marketplace, you signed Javon Carter. Uh, he plays a little bit to start the year. Then he's out of the lineup. They, they just, could not replace Lonzo Ball. And finally, you have Kobe White, I think, playing at a high level. And, and now you're in a position where you're trying to look to move Zach Levine. So just the fact that you haven't been able to plug in the right holes at the, at the right times, I think clearly that's been an issue. There's no doubt. They, they put a lot into, into Lonzo Ball. You signed $80-plus million. You give him the keys to run the point. And that injury has clearly, I think, set, set you know at least the rotations back for a couple of years now. Do you believe that the Bulls are happy with what their front office is doing? Um, I mean, I think both were. I, I, I believe Billy Donovan and Arturis uh, Karnischewicz were extended, uh, I think, within the last year, definitely last year. Um, 
So, I mean, they're, they're signed long-term, you know, multiple years. So by that measure, I, I would assume that they're all on the same page when, when it comes to ownership for an office and coaching staff. Sean, as you kind of zoom out, and just kind of a random NBA question for you, is the league in good shape in a lot of ways? And the reason I'm asking is, you know, obviously there's the article today about Tyrese Halliburton, who may be on the cusp of not, you know, reaching that 60-game threshold. I guess you would know better than I. you got to be on the floor 20 minutes and at least 65 games to be eligible for regular season honors, including MVP and all NBA teams. And and if you project it out, it may cost him tens of millions of dollars. Is this something that the players are worried about going forward? There's no question. Uh, it's definitely been a topic now. Uh, and among the players, some of the players that I've, I've spoken to, it's, it's definitely a topic. But the players agreed in the collective bargaining right. agreement to the 65-game limit. This is something that wasn't just an owner uh, league initiative. This was something that the players agreed to as well, and so it's kind of the the bed that they that they made for themselves. But I, I would say there's a couple of scenarios, right? Jo- the Joel Embiid situation, where it, it, it could be the All Star break. The All Star break is a couple weeks away, and Joel Embiid could be eliminated very, very easily. Could be eliminated from the MVP conversation. So in that way, I think it is somewhat jarring for fans, uh, for probably voters as well, that there's a player that will, would probably you know, you, you could make the case of Joel Embiid missing significant time with his injury. He would be eliminated from the MVP conversation anyway, right? Like when you think about how much time, you know, let's say he only plays 40, 45, 50 games. He probably, from the voters' mind, he's not an MVP anyway, right? But, like, to eliminate him by procedure in, in February is, is pretty jarring. So that situation, for sure, a standalone one. And then, yeah, the Tyrese Halliburton situation, when you think about a guy who, you know, could he have made the All-NBA team even if he didn't play 65 games? Maybe, possibly, we don't know. But the fact that you could just eliminate someone like that, I think it's it's definitely jarring. It's going to take some time to get used to. Shams, great stuff as always. We appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks, Shams. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. There you go, Shams Sharania. He's from here. Great guy. Senior NBA insider for The Athletic and for Stadium, the co-host of Run It Back on FanDuel TV. Look, as somebody who was a huge Lonzo Ball guy, and and I put a ton of stock into him being like a really, really, really important cog to what they were doing, you just can't throw it in neutral after his injury. You just can't. I mean, like... I know it sucks, but we're we're two years removed from that, aren't we? It's just to, to continue to just hear it and to say... Um, that, that, oh, because of this, and to just not find any alternative. I'm not blaming Sean. No, I'm, no. I'm talking about their then, approach. To any offense, any guy to make their offense go. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- there are other guys out there. Yeah. Oh, how about, how about one of your draft picks hitting? You know what I mean? Like, instead of just saying, hey, the guy that we tampered with, who, by the way, we lost a draft pick on by signing in in Lonzo. Um, how about like Patrick Williams or Dalen Terry or the guy they picked this year? Who Julian is, Phillips? Is, is Julian it? Phillips, who's flashed a little bit here or there. But again, none of their picks ha- have really made an impact. Kobe, who's finally developed, is still a Gar Pax guy. Yeah, I mean, I just. You're, you can't, your threshold or expectation level can't be we're competing for one of the play-in spots. That can't be your threshold of acceptance. 
And as I said, you know, I mean, listen, good for them that they're still running 18,000 people in that building for every home oh, game. more than that, right? Whatever it is. Their number, I, I, someone sent it to me yesterday when we were having the conversation, like, that this is this is the reason why again they don't make changes. They lead the league in attendance. And and I'm it, I've I have said on a number of occasions I would never try to convince somebody not to right, go. Right. And, and like you the, go, you go, you take your kids, you have fun, you enjoy. It's your discretionary income. I'd never tell you not to go. And it's ever. backwards. And that right, it's backwards to blame the fans. It's backwards yeah. to blame anybody who loves basketball. That it's our fault for going out to the, the United Center for the reason why the Bulls suck. You, that, that, it, that shouldn't be the case. The, the, the group and, and the owner should, should look at it like Carm was saying today. What was it, 13 years since they've been? Or It's probably shorter than that. I think it was 15 when they took Cleveland and they had a 2-1 lead in the second round of the postseason. But, like, it, it's been a long time since they've... They've been a, a, a really good team. Captured your attention at the very least. And again, 14 this, and 10 in their last 24 can't be something that is a battle cry no. inside your building. No. And, hey, no. we're competing for, you know, one of the play-in spots and we're only two games out of the sixth or seventh seed. That just cannot be your, your the bar where you set it for expectations. Like someone tweeted me the other day, what were you expecting, Sylvie? The Vegas had them at 37 and a half. Well, therein lies the problem. Like, they knew what their team was coming into their season, and they didn't change it. That's the problem. Like, what have they done in the last couple of years to change the mix from last year's team? Last year's team was a play-in team that didn't make the postseason. What work did they do in the offseason? Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. That's it. And Julian Phillips. Like Julian Phillips. That's what they decided to do. All these other teams, teams in the championship window, are making these drastic big moves. The Bulls, who were did not even make a postseason series, are like, these are our moves. These are our big moves. That's the problem. We're just Corey Craig is out with an injury. Javon Carter shooting 34% from behind the arc. They collectively, in the games they've played, one is averaging six points a game, the other is averaging five. So you're getting 11 points from them. But that's not an additional 11. That's just, you know, when guys come out, they go in. I mean, it just hasn't been. They're not even trying. Like, it, literally, the team is not trying to win. They knew what they are. And they said to you and to us, we're not going to try. We're going to take the offseason off and we're running it back. This is us. Here we are. It sucks. I mean, it, it, it's really, it, it's complete front office malpractice. It's ownership malpractice. It's a complete lack of, of effort by one of the one of the teams with the highest valuations in the entire league. That that's that was what they said to you. You're more stuck than like you've ever been too at this point. Like even if this thing goes sideways and you get a high draft pick, or like when the season comes to an end here, what do you even do? Like do that's you, what I mean. Do what, you re-sign DeRozan? Like what move are you going to make? You can't just sit on your hands and like. 
it's frustrating to watch night in and night out. There's literally, I don't think anything this team can do. Demar's going to be 35 in August. Right, right. And I mean, and, look, and he's then, still that, averaging 22 points per game. I'm not trying to, but like you have to, you have to, you have to get rid of everybody, and you have to build around like. Kobe White and and the younger players. I mean, like, and, and it's and you're gonna have to again. And what is it? Is it next year again? They're missing their first round pick. Yes, I because believe that's the Demar. Yeah. So like, you have a first round pick this year, but next year again, you don't have a first round pick. This is. And by the way, you know we were. However you view Vooch, remember when they brought him in? He was shooting forty one percent from behind the arc. He's shooting twenty seven percent from behind the arc. He's gotten now. where go through the go through the last few years. That, and, and when he got here in twenty six games, he shot thirty nine percent. In twenty one twenty two, he shot thirty one percent. Last year, he shot thirty five percent. This year, he's shooting twenty seven percent from right. behind the arc. Stacy has run the offense through Vooch. Let him post up, post him up, post him up. It's just none of it works. And none of it more than anything. Like, there was a time when you'd go home and you're like, all right, I'm watching Bulls. And they weren't the best team. They weren't a top four seed, but you were still interested in watching what they were going to do. Not one dribble. Didn't watch one dribble last night. Didn't care. They were playing Charlotte. Big deal. Not one dribble. You know me. You know how much I love my Bulls. I watched some bad Bulls team. And I, like, I loved, I, I would watch the Heinrich Gordon Bulls. Heinrich Gordon Dang. What were they? I'd go home and I'd watch. It's it, it, it's stupid. <laughs> they, they 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 said to us, "How do you feel about the Bulls?" Sir? It's, it's stupid. stupid. It's it, this is your team. We're not trying this off season. And and if you're a Bulls fan, stick it because you know what? We know you're going to show up. But it but to blame the fans is not right either. It, it because what are you going to do all winter here? I'm I'm trying to go back and quickly look at what was the last game. I'm going through the game. Bear with me for one second. I believe the last game Lonzo Ball played in a Bulls uniform was Friday, January 14th of 2022. And that's as the calendar just turned, obviously, because it's January. I believe it it even seems longer than that. Doesn't it seem like it's longer than that? But to think that, it, yes, and to think, and again, what a crucial loss that is. I get it, but you have to have, you can't throw it in neutral and just no. ask for people's sympathy because, well, we had a really good plan and it didn't work out because, unfortunately, and by the way, I, I mean, you knew that Lonzo injuries were a part of his history. Sure. Right? Well, we talked about it last year. How many injuries did the Heat have last year and still go to the NBA oh, finals? Yeah. They were starting guys people didn't know who you were. Like half of their guys that were playing considerable minutes were either second round picks or free yeah, agents. Yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. And then like I don't know the league. The league's weird right now, right? With with these rules and I don't think Tyler, you probably know this better than I. What I mean, statistically or from a television perspective, I think we were having this conversation a while ago. Like people aren't watching in the manner in which they thought, right? And you even said, "Look, the seven the seventy point performances haven't even really floated your boat." Yeah, the seventy point games, like at this point, I don't even find them impressive anymore. It doesn't move the needle for me because that's just what we see in the NBA. I get that. Okay, like it, it's only happened ten times in NBA history, but if you look at it, 
Like of those 10 times that it's happened, we've had one, two, three, four, five, half of them come up since 2017 and four of the 10 have come up in the last year and a half. And I think, Sylvie, you were the one. Some, I thought you were the one that said, look, when LeBron's gone, who does the NBA look to right. to juice up their league? And, and there usually is a guy that like we won't think of that will come along and right. replace. And, well, I mean, the hope but, was a year or so ago, before trouble ensued, was Ja. I think Sal Pal once told us, I think you and I were sitting outside of Bristol. About a decade ago, we were doing a national, we were doing some national shows and then we were doing a local show and this was in between. We're sitting outside in Bristol, uh, at the cafeteria having some lunch. Sal Powell sat down and he goes, look, they, here's what they're telling us. They're telling us while the NFL is still really, really big, the NBA's coming. And the NBA is this really big young crowd that everyone's going to watch. I think that ship has sailed. Well, I was going to say, I think that he was right for a stretch of time. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't like. I don't think. I don't. I, I. I don't think anyone goes out of their way right now to watch any regular season basketball it's anymore. Funny. You remember, I used to say all the time. I. I go to bed watching West Coast basketball on TNT or TBS. Like you'd watch the the Warriors play the Suns or whatever it was. I mean, Wednesday nights. I think it was Wednesdays or Thursdays. I haven't watched a West Coast basketball game late at night. I don't even know if they're available anymore. No. I don't even watch no. them. No. I'm watching Netflix. I'm watching something yeah, else. Sure. Uh, Sal and Tinley, uh, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. I'll talk a little NBA here. Well, I think the answer to everybody's question is the NBA is a terrible product. I mean, they're putting up 130, 140 points a game. I mean, nobody plays defense. I mean, did you ever see this in the 90s or the early 2000s when that was actually real basketball? And then going to the Bulls, it's just status quo. So, yeah, I do put a little blame on the fans. Why are you going spending your money to watch a bunch of bums? I, look, you know what I mean? Again, but but to think that we've got to be their motivation to want to put together a team, that, that, that people who want to go watch basketball, that we're the problem, that's... That, to me, is putting the cart before the horse, isn't it? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Okay, but, but what about the front office? They're not making any. You said it earlier. They don't make, they don't make any moves. I mean, they got, I mean, Zach Levine, the only thing that guy did in his career was win a slam dunk contest about 10 years ago. And then they give this guy big money? I will say, and thanks for the call, Sal. I, I'll say this. I mean, and I'm, I'm adamant about this. I, what, what if you had a son? that said, Dad, I want to go to a Bulls game. And you go, I can't, son. I can't give them my money because I'm upset with how they run the. But, Dad, I just want to go watch. I want to watch the game. It's fun. It's exciting. You know, I enjoy watching some of the best basketball players in the world do their thing. Son, I can't do it. Not because it's too expensive, which it is, but I need to make a point. Like, that to me doesn't equate. Right, I, I right. can't. That doesn't process uh, uh, for course, me. Of course. Of course. Like, if my son or my daughter wanted to go watch a Bulls game and was adamant about it. We're going to go. I, I mean, I'd take them. Well, if, like, I mean, we've if only I been to one to game. It. We've only been to one game because they're not as good this year. But still, I can't. If you want to go, you're not the problem. Right. I'm not going to. I'm not blaming you for because Michael Reinsdorf and, and the front office don't know how to build a winner. It's not because of you. It's not your fault. It's I, their fault. I've said this about every sport and in every team. The same way I felt about the Bears when they were doing things that left you more than a little bit frustrated and upset. If you want to take your son or daughter or your girlfriend or your you know, your your wife or whoever 
to a football game to enjoy a Sunday afternoon. How could I sit there and yell at you and tell you you're the problem? You're supporting a product. You're making it easy on them not to want to win. Look, I'm not going to do that. It's not your responsibility. It's yep. their responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to weigh in, uh, whether it's about this, about the Bears, the quarterback situation, we've also got a poll question about out there too. Speaking of money, I think this is interesting with the the Super Bowl coming up. And don't forget, we've got a Would You Rather. We've got a gift card to the Pride Store to give away. Hashtag it WS Would You Rather. Send them to Tyler Aki on Twitter at Tyler Aki underscore. And uh, Kevin's in for uh, Meller today. His uh, Twitter handle is at Kevbo underscore. So send them to Tyler and Kevin on uh, Twitter. Use the hashtag WS Would You Rather. Your best either or question. Would you rather this or that? And then the one that we like best is uh, the winner today. We'll do that now during the 5 o'clock hour. Now that we're 2.30 to 4.30, we're do- moving those into the 5 o'clock hour. We'll do that after Aki's A-list. So uh, send them to us on Twitter. Hashtag it again. WS Would You Rather. We're in the middle of um, some uninterrupted time. And then again, the poll question, some football conversation. Would you purchase the Super Bowl if it cost $50 to stream? Today's poll question brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Um, a lot of people speaking of, hell no, I'm not going to go or I'm not going to buy. 29.5% say yes, I would, buy the, I would buy the Super Bowl if it cost me 50 bucks. I'm one of the 29%. Me too. There's no, if I can't find it anywhere else, why would I not? I want to watch the Super Bowl. I think this is a lot of bluster from people. I'm not calling anybody a liar. I'm just saying... Your first reaction is, hell no, don't make me pay for the Super Bowl. But if it's the only way that you can watch it, I mean, how many people, 115 million people watch the Super Bowl every year? Yeah, something like that. And today, this this year's Super Bowl is expected to be the highest rated Super Bowl if you're building on the trend. I saw something today, too. Did you? I don't know if you saw this. I think it was front office sports that sent it out. The ta- another Taylor Swift. Taylor factor. Swift bump. Another Taylor Swift bump. I think there was an article on Market Watch, CBS Market Watch as well, talking about the financial impact that she has had on... This is advertising. Okay. Health and beauty brands have begun paying millions for national Super Bowl commercials. NYX Pro Makeup, first ever advertisement uh, for Super Bowl. Elf Cosmetics, first ever. Dove, their first ad in... 18 years. Yeah. Industry experts tell front office sports the connection to Taylor Swift is undeniable. Yeah, and, and it's just bringing more and more cash to the table on, on any number of fronts. So I, I think you're going to get more eyeballs on this Super Bowl than any other Super Bowl in the history of the game. Super Bowl, what is this, 58? Super Bowl 58 will be the most watched Super Bowl of all time. So yeah, and and... and I remember in the 90s that when we had no money as college kids, it was it started in high school, then college kids. And then when we were young and dumb and we were just starting off uh, with with, you know, our so-called careers, we would pool our money together for fights for Mike Tyson fights that would last 30 seconds or a minute. And what were those pay-per-view fights? Uh, they were easily 
They were easily forty nine ninety five and escalated to a hundred dollars. I think weren't they ninety nine ninety five at some point as well? And, and like not all of us were like it was Tyson. It was one fighter. It wasn't the Super Bowl. Like and even for Floyd Mayweather fights where we would all get together and one person would buy it for ninety nine dollars or a hundred some dollars. Recently, we would we would still gather together. Someone would buy it, and and. You would you would you would find a way to be in front of a television of someone who would buy. I don't know if this is the trend. Yurko was talking about like it, it, it's too lucrative for networks and everything and the advertisers. So I don't know what the wave of the future is going to be, but I think you would still buy it. It's easy to rage against the Peacock experience for the one Saturday night playoff game early in the playoffs, but the Super Bowl is a different story. Yeah. If you had the choice between not watching the Super Bowl and watching the Super Bowl, I think people would dig deep and spend 50 bucks on the game. Here's a question. So if you're one of these people who, who, who's dug in, what is the limit that you would spend for the Super Bowl? If, if this, in fact, was like a truth. Where would you draw the line? Because in some ways you are paying for it, right? You're paying for cable or you're paying, I don't know, yeah. cable, you know, cord cutting. How are you getting the Super Bowl, Tyler? I have a good old-fashioned antenna. But oh, you do? You, yeah. you don't pay mm-hmm. for anything? You get over-the-air well, I mean, television. Yeah, I get over-the-air. But, I mean, I also have YouTube TV as well, but I for, like, NFL, when it's on Fox, CBS, NBC, I use over-the-air. I didn't even know that was possible. Oh, yeah, you knew that. I did not know that. Sure. No. You get, it, at a, you get it, like, an app to... I had no idea. I thought yeah. you had to have cable to actually get... No, no. Wow. I did not know that. They're like 15, 20 Please bucks. Please throw out the, the rabbit ears. Uh, mine is like a, it almost looks like a sheet of paper. How does it come in? Like, okay. Gotta, he, Tyler's got to go on the roof of his house. So I'm asking. I, no, I mean, no, I'm no, not I playing games here. I didn't it's realize. It's in my house, yeah. I it's didn't realize. You, I thought you had to have something. Them, What's the limit that you would pay? Where Where are you drawing the line? If this If we're playing this fake game a week from Sunday. What's the, the, the most amount of money you would pay for the Super Bowl? What would you pay? N- me? Yeah. I'd pay $250 for it if I had to. <laughs> I think well, I'd go higher. I, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to keep like, it low. I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I mean, I, the, I, listen, I'd probably pay let, 500 let, and then have well, a party and everybody the, would pay for NFL's it. The NFL's hearing this. Don't, don't, don't. Well, they don't have let, that. Let, let's start low. I, let's not I, say that even if that's listen, true. Listen, if it was just me sitting on the couch with my wife and kids, I would, I'd pay $250 for it. Listen, if, I, if you go to a movie now with you and your wife or whoever you're going with, you go to a movie, you're spending 50 bucks. Let's think about that. Think about, think about the inflation on movies over the years. And you're not even using your own toilet. You're using the, the, the cinema's toilet. Like, I'll, I'll keep the 50 the bucks and, and, and use my own theater, cinema, whatever. My, girl, my, my girlfriend and I went to the movies a How couple weeks was it? ago. It was about $30 for two tickets, and she got a cocktail, which was $19. Right. A you just spent, cocktail was nineteen. Oh yeah. yeah, it was one. Uh, it was you it was spent good. It was fifty a, bucks on a movie. Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but some people aren't going to spend fifty bucks on the Super I mean, Bowl. I would easily spend fifty dollars yes. on the Super Bowl. And plus, like you said, that's you just know, a rage. You're not watching it by yourself. No. You, you got a group of your boys there, and and you know everybody throws down twenty bucks or whatever. It makes it a little easier. Well, you if everybody's throwing down twenty bucks, you're making money. You go, you go, you go to Benny's and you get a bottle of Tito's for twenty bucks. Yeah. 
And, and you watch the Super Bowl by yourself at home for that. That collective and response is old man yelling at the drink. clouds. Yeah, you, people are going to pay for it. It was a Tito's cocktail, though. It was very good. Yeah, of course it was good. Of course, it better be good for $19. A $19 cocktail better be damn good. Think about that again, though. You want to go see a movie with you and your, your, your significant other. Tickets are going to cost you probably 30 bucks. Whether you get a cocktail or not, you know, refreshments, you're probably spending in excess of $50 for that movie. Why wouldn't you not spend $50 for the Super Bowl unless you just hate football? So I, I think it's, I mean, I, I send out another, another web poll question. Would you spend 50 bucks on a movie? Because that's what Kevin just did. Oh, you want me to right? do that just as a yeah. as sort of like, like an unrelated thing? You just spent thing? 50 bucks on a movie, didn't you? What movie did you go see? The Iron Claw. Did you like it? Loved it. Okay, so you was money well spent. You don't regret spending fifty bucks to go see it. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was that good. Well, but I mean, you decided to do it. It's yeah. not going to keep you from going to the movie if you, no. there's another movie you want to go no, see. No, it, it's not going to prevent me from going to the movies, and it didn't keep me up at night or right. anything like that. I'm That's in my no point. hurry to get to the movie theater. It's just one thing that I've just sort of cut out of my life. Not intentionally. It's just. I'm very happy watching in my own home when the movies, whether it's six months later, Oppenheimer yeah. comes out, what, this month on Peacock? I'm very happy paying the five bucks for Peacock. The, the score, and I'll watch yeah. it. I, uh, you know, I'll ramp the, up the sound system at home for Oppenheimer on the 80-inch or downstairs. The Scorsese movie's out now, too. The three-hour movie. Yeah, but Yurko scared me away from that. Uh, I'm watching it. I, but I'm just saying you have access to it. I watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. It was good. It was. And I enjoyed it more in the comfort of Your my house. home. Yeah. You could pause it if you want to. It. I can, you know, you go at my blanket. own pace. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was very good. How you don't have to, like, you don't have to have a device. To, you just have a TV. I didn't yeah. even realize you could do that. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Wow. Just like back in the day. You never knew that? I that had no could, idea. Yeah. I had yeah. no idea that it was you like that you again. Needed, like, thought you needed something. Physical I, something. I don't know what you needed. I just figured you had to be just signed up some for something. Oil and hooked it up I thought to you my like, TV would have to have like a, a, a YouTube television I mean, I do have that. Or, but does that I, cost you anything? Yeah, that costs us money. Um, but we split it like with our, my roommates and stuff like that. But... The, so does that have local like? Yeah, you get like all, two, five, seven, and yeah. twelve. Mm-hmm. Two, five, seven, twelve, nine. So you do pay them. for it. What's twelve? Tw- all right, well, that's it's box, technically thirty-two. Right? Isn't it yeah. 32. thirty-two? It's yeah. twelve. I was going to say what? it's well, 12. thirty-two on the antenna. It's thirty-two on your antenna. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Triple T in University Park here on ESPN One Thousand. What's up, hey, Triple man. T? Hey man, listen, you, you guys are killing me. I can't believe that anybody in this day and age would pay for a sinking Super Bowl. We have carried these leagues all of our lives. It's not going to happen in the future, but not right now. And, yes, the digital antenna is real. I keep that back up, poised and ready. That's awesome. And it does look like a big sheet of paper. So let me ask ask you a question, though. Let's say if, in fact, you didn't have access to it on your regular television and it was a pay-per-view, would you pay, pay for it? I'll never pay for a Super Bowl or a World Series. Not in my lifetime. I've already paid for it. We've already paid for it. Yeah, but you're, so you're just not going to see it? You're, you're okay not no. seeing it? Skip it? I, it's not that, you know, as, as, as you know <laughs> how sports and entertainment, playing, watching, analyzing, critiquing it, 
all into it, but I'm, my head is not that far out over the skis. Okay. Not gonna, now, not let me ask happen. you, like, would you spend remember, 50? Remember, I'm the one who said, I can't quit them, but I darn sure I can put them down for okay. a while. So do you go to the movies, ever go to the movies and spend 50 just bucks? Just came back from the beekeeper with the guys, the whole crew, or the whole chat crew. He just looked at the beekeeper. How much did it cost? Uh, probably about eight bucks. Oh, it's cost eight bucks? less. I'm a senior. <laughs> okay. So did you spend any money on refreshments or anything? Of course. So well, how so much how ultimately much did you think you ended up it's, spending? It's a, it's a movie. I probably got in and out. Um, 25? A grand total, 15. 15. $15, okay. Cheap theater. 15. I like yes, it. Yes, you know. I'm Frankfurt, you know. It's a, it's a free popcorn. It's a refill on a simple soda. Jason Statham, hey, I mean, how was the movie? You can buy food if you want to. Oh, Jason Spavin, you know what he does. He's it, great. It, it was good. I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. You know you what want he does. Action? I love yeah, I think he, he's my favorite action guy right now. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, it was it was good. It was good. But for me, I, I'm a realist. I'm hardcore. And, you know, I, I, I may be retired, but I'm not expired. I'm, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not giving. I'm not giving a good coin for a so-so product. Okay. And right now, all I'll remember this: all of pro sports are in trouble because of the profit margin. When they start pushing athletes onto the main stage and they're not ready, they got to get ready on stage. And then if they don't get ready, oops! Oh, what? You're gone. You know that that's not done well. Baseball still has the best formula. And baseball is still baseball. And even baseball, they, they jam it every now and then trying to push the guys too early. That's, that's what's killing our entertainment value. All right. All right. Triple T, thank you. Thank you, Triple T. But he spent, let's say, 15. Let's just jack it up to, say, 20. He spent 20 bucks to go to the movie. He said 15, though. He said Frankfurt's cheaper. I bet he spent 20. You think he's lying? I bet he spent 20. Well, I think he probably, well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but, like, I mean, if you get something to eat, something to drink with taxes, really can get that done for $15? I didn't think so. Either way, he spent $15 to go to a movie. Okay, what if I say 20 bucks for the Super Bowl? It sounded like Triple T wasn't going to spend a penny to watch it. Yeah, he said he's out. 312-332-3776, if you want to weigh in on this topic. We were surprised. Only 29% said they would. Um, we'll, we'll read you that. And then, uh, there's some other Super Bowl related stuff, bear stuff. Want to get after we talked a little bulls, um, and then get those, would you rather entries in it's Waddle and Sylvie. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. I love this tweet. My guy, from, my guy Jim tweets the show often. He says, every big fight in my childhood, my dad would yell, 100 GD dollars for the fight? Hell no! There was a fight party for every big fight in the Tyson era at my house. The old man always paid. Of course. <laughs> so I said that most people that are responding, I think, I, I take Triple T at his word, but I think everybody else is just rage voting. I'm not going to pay for that. When push comes to shove, are you just not going to watch the Super Bowl? Uh, yeah. And then, like, a lot of people say they would go to the bar and think about all the, the bar tab they yeah, work it up, right. you know? 
at that point, you're, I mean, you're going to get food there, too, right? Oh, so. yeah. Uh, Chris in Kerry, you're on ESPN 1000. Oh, and by up? the way, oh. you're not going to drive because you don't want to get pinched for drinking oh. and driving. So now you got to you got to rent an U- or you got to call an Uber. It's just about you just want to yeah right. That's just my about point. Being pinched, right? I'm just about, saying. Yeah. Well, right. No, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm just saying all of the above. <laughs> like, whatever your motivation is, you're not going to drink and drive, so you're going to get an Uber. <laughs> Chris and Carrie, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Chris? Hey, Mark and Tom. It's Chris from Breaking Bread. How are you? What's going How on, are Chris? You? Great to hear from you. How's business? Everything is outstanding, and we've got a new location, too. But, uh, yeah, everything is great. Where is Thanks it? Give it a little plug. Yeah, it's in uh, Crystal Lake, and it's actually in the downtown train station. All right. Well, go see them, so, Breaking Bread. Yeah, you know... Um, Fortunately for me, I have a team in this hunt, um, and I, you know, I pay for the Sunday ticket because I love football. Um, if uh, I'm a Chiefs fan, have been forever, and you know, if the Chiefs are in it, uh, and it's the only way I can get it, I'll pay whatever it takes to get. I'm with uh, you. But if the Chiefs aren't in it, and I don't have a rooting interest, uh, I might be doing something else, either going to somebody's house if I want to watch it, or. Whatever you know, but um, yeah, it's a it's a function for me of of having a rooting interest. All right, Chris, thank it's you. Interesting, but thanks, guys. Nice it, talking to you. You too. Um, if you are going to someone else's house, like again, you're probably incurring some cost. Or if you're going to an establishment to watch or it, ju- or you're just mooching off a friend, <laughs> right? Nothing wrong with well, I mean, but I, I, I get it. If nobody, you know, you're going to invite you over, but I don't know. I just don't. I hope that it never goes in that direction. I don't. Obviously, Yurko's right with with all the rights fees that have been paid by the different networks. There's no chance that the NFL should, could, or would do that at this time. And I would think that the NFL would use it as leverage going forward. When your when your rights fee deal is up, whether you're Fox or you're CBS or whoever it is, they could just say, "Hey, look, if you don't pay X amount of money a year, we'll just throw this sob on on pay per view." Right, right. Uh, Vince and Alsop, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Vinny? How's it going, guys? Hey. I'm weighing in on this uh, Super Bowl stuff here, buddy. I. That's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard, man. The charge for the Super Bowl, considering our ticket prices, the concession prices, now you guys got to stream it on every other network. You can't even watch two games without flipping networks. I mean, this is ridiculous, like, with these prices. I mean, movies, I don't even go to the movies. You guys are out here spending $100 on steaks. You guys are getting ripped off, man. How, how, how come they keep taxing us on everything? Um, I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> you took me, but I mean, you, went, you went to a level yeah. that I was not expecting. I mean, I think it's every. There's a threshold with everything. I mean, you you, you will pay, regard you know, whatever it is, you'll pay a certain amount to. Like some people will pay two hundred dollars to play golf. Everyone else who's not a you know a huge golf fan would say, "I'm there's no way I'm paying two hundred dollars." You'll pay a premium yeah. for stuff that you really like to do, or eat. I understand. But the thing is, is this, man, you know, they're, they're getting us on all these different streaming networks. You can't even put a game on. I mean, I'm a dedicated guy, and I'm going to tell you, man, when the Bulls traded Jimmy Butler, I still don't watch these guys. You quit. It's like, yeah, I'm done. It's you. over with. Yeah. It's like with the Bears now. I'm, I mean, I've been a Bears fan since I was seven. Why do I love you, too, man? My God dad loves you. you. 
But, uh, man, I'm telling you guys, man, it's they always want more money. You can't even go to a game. you got to get a nosebleed seat for $200 now. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. This is ridiculous. Well, Vince, and then the, the price of the concession? Yes. Come on. Now, Vince, now, thankfully, they're not charging for the Super Bowl. We were, this is yeah, a hypothetical because of the question. streaming and where it's going. Right. Yeah, because yeah. Carmen refused to pay five dollars for for Peacock to watch a game. He went to his day. He mooched. Yeah. He did the old mooch move. But Carm will he, tell you that if it was the Super Bowl, he would gladly pay the fifty dollars. Yes. Yes. Or maybe but go to Super his friend's Bo- house. The Super Bowl is different. Like that's why I we asked the question. Yeah. And then and then I wanted to build this conversation also in a different direction. Based on what Kyle Brandt was asking. Not Kyle Brandt. It wasn't Kyle Brandt, was it? It was Andrew, Andrew Brandt. Andrew yeah. Brandt. Yeah. Andrew Brandt. About gambling. Yes. And about uh, uh, Vegas. And I wanted to ask you. We could. Ki- I, I still want to take your calls, whether it's any of this related on the Super Bowl streaming, uh, Bears related. We had an NBA conversation. Whatever's on your mind. We're guest free for the next hour until Joniak joins us at 6. Remember, we're on till 6.30 now. Um, you can listen to us on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. You can watch us on our YouTube channel, and our channel is ESPN Chicago. Make sure you subscribe when you're there. And you can also watch us on twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago.